I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. It is me, Amberly Lyons, your trusty spiritual BFF, a energy crystal and chakra connoisseur, and the founder of Shocker Girl Co., a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to be intentional AF to live your best life by activating your chakras. Allison Charles is with us today. She's also known as the rock star shaman. How cool is that name? She is a television host, a speaker, a modern mystic. She's just a spiritual teacher sharing ancient and sacred wisdom and divine energy to be a powerful catalyst for change, but she does it in a cool, fun way. And I just love her. We're going deep on all things shamanism. It's like something that's a lot of people ask questions about. Um, I've been to a shaman before, but we're getting like the full DL. Okay. Allison is sharing so much goodness. We're talking about WTF is the new paradigm and how can we get ready for it? We're talking about the sacredness of your existence and why you're a super special baby. We're also talking about how to connect to source to find your value and your own wisdom because you smart too. So we're also just talking about like, what is a shaman? What does a shaman do? And how Allison went from being a professional athlete to a shaman. Super cool story. I've been getting also so many messages about my meditation bundle. So I'm going to plug it here really quickly. The women that are using my meditations every day are literally reporting that they're making more money, have more energy. They feel sexier. They feel more powerful. And all it takes is hanging out with me and meditating for seven to 12 minutes per day. I'd say that's worth it. My meditations were made for women just like you that are modern, that are busy, that got shit going on, but maybe feel a little bit blocked from living your highest potential. So I'm helping you tap into your chakra superpowers with these meditations, and I'm also giving you $10 off. So go grab them, guys. Chakra girls love a discount. So go to chakragirlco.com, and then you're going to select meditations. And then once you get to the checkout, you're going to enter coupon code podcast to save $10. 
Also, another little pluggy plug, if you are someone who's looking to start a business, I've been getting so many questions from you guys about how to get unblocked to start a business. I have a program called Shocker Girl Business School that I'm actually going to be running live for you guys. So we're tapping into your chakras. We are launching your business within a few months, and I'm really guiding you all along the way. I mean, I was stuck you know, trying to launch my business alone for three years. And I don't want that for you. I want to help you unblock your chakras pronto so you can start living a glam life. All right. So DM me if you are someone who wants to start a business, who's ready to launch, but is feeling blocked and is ready to make a change now. DM me on Insta at Co, and we shall chat. All right, guys, I got my Porsche. It happened. She's beautiful. I've named her Gem with a J. It's kind of a play on words. Gem, like gemstone, like crystals, but a gem. But also Gem and the holograms. 90s children will get that. Um, So my second choice to name her was Coco, like coconut, because she's white. But then I realized it kind of sounds like cocaine. And that's a little bit sketchy. But I was like, okay, maybe her middle name could be Coco. But then it reminded me, like if it was Gem Coco, it reminded me of Glenn Coco from Mean Girls. So, you know, a car doesn't need a middle name, only a first name. That's a must. So loving scooting around town, definitely feeling up-leveled. And yeah, I mean, I love it. You got to like feel classy and chic when you're driving. I kind of like have a rule where I always have to have a good outfit when I'm in my car, like no more slumming it to the grocery store. We've up-leveled and it is sticking. So please give me all the words of affirmation and message me about how amazing my car is. Thanks. Okay. Chakra tip of the day. Okay, guys, this is about periods. Working with your cycle. So I just recently interviewed Alisa um, Vidi. So she, that episode's going to air like in a month or so, but she is a hormone expert. You have, you've heard us talk about the book Woman Code many times on episodes with Natalia Benson and a bunch of others. And so I read the book and I was like, I need to have her on the podcast. She gave me so many tips. So I'm just going to tell you what I implemented. So you're supposed to like work according to your period. So you're supposed to like rest and receive when you have your period. And then the next week you're supposed to be like planning. Then the week after that, you're supposed to be like planting seeds and like starting to take action. And then the next week you're like really taking action. And I did this like launch of some new programs and it totally worked. Like right when I got my period is when I started getting all the money coming in and all the people saying yes. So it was just kind of wild how our cycles work. So I totally encourage you guys to read the woman code. I think it's just called woman code. I keep putting that in front of it. Um, Read the book, but she also has an app called my flow So she talks about, well, we're going to talk a lot more about it on the episode, but briefly, it's like a period tracker, but then it also tells you, okay, if it's this time of your cycle, this is what you should be eating. This is how you should be exercising. Um, If you have cramps, this is what you should be doing. And it gives you so much info. It's not just something where you're just like checking off the date. It gives you like all the info of how to like work with your cycle and get aligned. Because when you're like super aligned... Um, you know, that feeling when you like feel forced, like that's what this is helping you get rid of. It's making you feel aligned, not forced. So 
if there's times you're like working really hard at work or like on your business and you're like, this doesn't feel right. This feels horrific. Then you're probably doing it the wrong time of your cycle. So get tuned in with the periods guys. Um, okay. Chakra shout out. As you guys know, I love a ritual box. Goddess provisions is amazing. Moon box is amazing. I love you know, getting spiritual shit delivered to my door. Goddess Provisions had this amazing box that was all about spirit animals. So the Goddess Provision boxes always have a theme. So basically, actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Basically, it's like a subscription and every month you get a box full of spiritual goodies that you can use for rituals. So the, I can't remember if it was last month, but the theme was spirit animals. And I love that because obsessed with learning about spirit animals lately. We talk about it on today's episode too. Um, so it's, they sent me a, one of the things in the box that I've been using every single day, it was from this brand called Root Foot. Okay. Root Foot is essential oils, but they have this one line of their oils called intentional wear spirit animals. And I got the bear one which is really cool because bears are like powerful and like they embody strength, but then they also have that like soft side that needs to fucking hibernate and chill out a little bit. And I've just been needing to feel more grounded. So I've been putting it on my feet every day. It smells so good and like woodsy and sexy. I don't know. It's just, I'm obsessed with it. I've been putting it on all my, on my pulse points, on my feet, on my hands. Um, and it just helps you evoke the animal. Um, and then in the same goddess provisions box, I also got a spirit animal guide, like a, like basically dictionary of the spirit animals. So I got to learn all about the bear. And then I've also been told that the hummingbird is my spirit animal. Um, and you'll learn in this episode that you can have multiple. So it's super exciting. Okay. So go listen, um, learn about your spirit animal, check out root foot, find out, um, what spirit animal you resonate with, go get their oils and sign up for goddess provisions. Gosh, what else? I'm telling you guys to do a lot of things. So many CTAs going against all the marketing rules. Anyways, just sharing because I've been loving all this stuff. Okay, let us get into the episode with Allison. You guys are going to L-O-V-E, Allison. Let's go. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with Allison Charles, also known as the rock star shaman. She is merging modern mysticism and media, empowering others to align with their purpose, full power, leadership abilities, and putting it out to be of service to the world. She's a television host, speaker, modern mystic, and spiritual teacher sharing ancient sacred wisdom and divine energy to be a powerful catalyst for change. And I love that she puts like a very modern, fun spin on it. She has been featured in Huffington Post, Forbes, Mary Claire, too many to list guys, all the big ones. And Oprah Magazine named her meditation one of the best. And you know, Oprah's a pretty big deal. So welcome to the show, Allison. 
Thank you, love. I've been waiting for our time to do this. Thank you for having me on. Super excited to be here. Same. Today is the day. Yes. <laughs> and it's so cool. You know, I know that you'll be airing it later, but like we're recording this and talking during the equinox. So I think it's a very powerful time. So powerful. I woke up with major equinox vibes today. <laughs> I started like purging yeah. everything uh. and was just like getting ready for change major equinox vibes going on. <laughs> yeah, I've been feeling them. I was so blessed to sit in a sacred Mayan cacao ceremony. There were two elders that came up from Guatemala and oof, so for four hours the other day, I, I sat with them and was able to immerse in their teachings and transmissions and drink the sacred cacao that's from their land down there. And it was all in honor of this time in the equinox. It was incredible. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can't wait to hear more about cacao because I have so many questions about that. Um, okay. Let's get into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? Oh, okay. I mean, there's so many because as I'm sure you can relate and understand my entire life is ceremony at this point. Yes. So there's no differentiating, but um, yeah, the thing that I always make sure to do right upon awakening is I just tap into on a conscious level, like how am I feeling? You know, what energetic uh, essence am I emerging from my sleep from? So I really kind of start to get in tune right away. Mm -hmm. And then I scrape my tongue. I love using my tongue scraper. I'm obsessed with that. So I go mm -hmm. straight to do that. And then from there, I sit at my altar with some sort of tea, whether it's puer or matcha or whatever. And I sit at my altar and really let my intuition guide me as to what mm -hmm. I want to do there. So that's the thing. What is on the altar these days? Ah, okay. So these days, some things are kind of staple altar items, like my goblet that I got in Old Town Jerusalem. Um, you know, some of my rattles are always there. Uh, but then other things kind of shift in and out. You know, certain crystals go in and out. And right now, I actually uh, have a couple of pictures of my male uh, ancestors from my mom's side. So I've got a picture or a few pictures of my grandfather who's passed. And then it was the first time I'd ever seen a picture of my grandpa's great grandfather. So I oh my spent, gosh. yeah, I spent my entire month of August, just getting down even more into my roots and foundation. So I spent that whole time where I'm from in Indiana and it was when I was there that I found some of these pictures. So I felt just really compelled uh, to do some healing and clearing communication with them. Uh, so their pictures are currently there. Interesting. Hashtag lineage. <laughs> Hashtag ancestral <laughs> roots. <and> yes. yes. <laughs> so are you like trying to tap more into some masculine energy? I am, <laughs> I am tapping into so many different things, but I think in order for me to tap uh, fully and completely into my divine feminine, I need to tap more into the divine masculine mm -hmm. and really get in a, um, a whole and shadowy merge to the light uh, kind of orb of energy 
when it comes to me and my relating to masculine, whether it's the masculine side within me or just masculine energies in general, uh, and also in relating to men and relationships with men and and all the evolution I've done there. So it's a very big loaded uh, answer to that to that question. Um, yeah, maybe we'll get more into it in the interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your current crystal that you're working with and your current oil that you're working with? Oh, wow. Okay. I'll answer oil first um, because I work with oils a lot and I actually teach people how to become uh, essential oil masters themselves. And right now I'm just obsessed with vetiver. I have never heard of that. Oh God, it's just, it makes me make noises like that. Um, Uh, What is it like? It's so good. It's just so earthy and grounded and talk about masculine. It's a, such a potent and delicious masculine scent, but I don't feel, it still feels very appropriate for me to wear. So I'll wear it as my perfume or whatever, but it's just very like musky and earthy and woodsy, mm-hmm. but it's very also like elegant and refined. Okay. So highly that sounds very equinox too. Yeah, too. yeah very equinox. <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend vetiver. Crystals, oh my goodness. I mean, I have them everywhere. The one sitting right next to me as we speak is the one that I actually had my first out-of-body experience with, and that is Labradorite. So I guess I'll go with Labradorite for the answer. Oh my gosh. Okay. Making note to talk about your out-of-body experience. (laughs) Notes. (laughs) Notes. Notes. Um, Okay. What is your spirit animal? Hmm. Well, my core power totem is the black panther so the totem yeah (laughs) see. very (laughs) yeah she mm -hmm, very focused and goes wherever she needs to go for the growth uh so yeah black panther is the core one but i work with different totems a lot and uh lately i also write a monthly energy forecast and i really tap into which one or few totems reveal to be a part of that energy forecast and i I've already been starting getting some layers for the October forecast and uh, bat and the praying mantis have revealed. So those are two that have just started to enter in. Interesting. Okay. So we have more than one. Mm, Yeah. Okay. For sure. I mean, we all have one that is by our side at all times, our core totem. And then depending upon what we're going through in life, like after my huge awakening moment, I had a whole herd of animals come in to help me. They were like, oh, child, she needs she needs support. So I had deer and bear and frog that all came in. Noah's and, entire arc was yeah, there to save you. <laughs> they knew I needed help. Uh, and so then we can also call forth, I have a an ebook that's on my website uh, that's for purchase that really shares because you can call upon animals for a certain specific intent. Mm. Um, so you can get to learn the medicine and the healing properties that each animal possesses. And then I also assign a certain power practice for each animal that you can do. So you can start to learn like, okay, I'm feeling this way today, or I've got a big presentation to give on Friday. I want to, you know, call forth the rhinoceros to be with me. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can work with them. Okay. I need to figure this out. I was told that I was a hummingbird and I was like, oh, no, hummingbird <laughs> is powerful. Okay. Did, you, did you read about it? 
Yeah, I did. And I get it. But I, I feel like she told me that because I'm just like scooting around scatterbrained all mm-hmm. the time going from one thing to the next. So mm-hmm. I've always felt like more of a cat. So I think I need to dive a little more into it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Get that ebook. I'll send it to you. I'm going to get it. <laughs> okay. What is the current book that you're reading? Oh, okay. 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 I've been like, okay, so this is interesting because my entire life, I I just could not get enough of books. From the time I was a little girl was always metaphysics and self-help. Like that was the only categories I read. And then, um, there were a number of years, like in the last five, six years where honestly I took, like, I stopped reading. I just needed to go into wisdom in other ways. Mm-hmm. But um, I, just in the past like month or two, I the book freaking cork has popped off again. I've just been devouring books. So I've read, trying to think, I love this one called uh, The Courage to be Disliked. Oh, I think I need to read that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was a doozy. And then I also loved uh, one Minute, One Minute Millionaire, The Enlightened Way to Wealth. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of these. I need to get these. That one's really good. And then I have, um, oh, it's right here, but I can't reach it and I can't see it with my headphones on. Um, but I was just at this incredible event that my friends hosted at their house in New York city and they bring in surprise speakers and they have like the most, uh, successful, author like in history in terms of like being on all the bestseller lists and having the most on the New York Times. I got to take my headphones out and get it. One second. Yeah, go get it. (laughs) It felt too important to not to not grab it. So this uh, author, David Bach was in the house and Mm -hmm. his, he's written a lot of books all pertaining to finance and money. Uh, but the one he gifted all of us, it's the 20th anniversary edition of smart women finish rich. Hey, Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So it was so cool to be able to like learn from him that night. Oh my God. So cool. Yeah. You just have your friend just like has these people come to their home for their dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's like, honestly, I'm so blessed to uh, the, the people, the tribe I have in my life. That's honestly how they roll. Yeah. They have these uh, gatherings. It's a married couple. They've got a place here in Manhattan and also in LA and um, they have these gatherings. It's called uh, Rising Glen Collective is what they decided to call these gatherings. And they're just friends with some of the most epic people on the planet. And you never know like who, who's going to be there or who they're going to have do like these little chats with. Um, but David Bach was one of the people there last time. So cool. Well, if you ever get a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm over I'm here. here. <laughs> Aren't you in Canada though? I'm in Vancouver, but I, I mean, you know, there are airplanes. <laughs> True. Okay. Next time, next time. Next time. Okay. Last slumber party question. What is a guilty pleasure that you think most shamanic healers ah! do? <laughs> <laughs> this is freaking hilarious. So the first thing that came to mind is um, I don't even own a TV and I haven't for years. And the irony there is I'm actually a television host and, you know, worked in television production for many years. But um, I do obviously have a laptop and so I have Netflix and I am obsessed with the series, The Blacklist. And it's like, okay, what one is that? It's got, um, oh, the actor's name is, um, 
uh, Spader. Um, I forget. He's an older actor. Gosh okay. darn it. He's the he's the lead actor in it. But it's like a crime show, and it okay. actually involves a lot of murder. And it's not a light filled unicorn based uh, series. I'll just say that. But well, it's so I, well done, and I love it. I feel like so many like light workers that I know they need a little bit of dark. Yes. It's part of it. You like the more it's like I honor the shadow and the dark as much as I honor the light. Totally. Okay. So go watch a murder show, guys. Yeah. It'll enlighten. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it has to be a certain one. I think there are some that are just um, I don't know, somehow this one doesn't feel super low vibration, even yeah. though it's a crime-based show. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like some things it's like, okay, they're just doing this for the yeah. like wrong reasons. Like it's just kind of gross, but then yeah. some of them it's like, okay, I get what they're doing here. And it actually, I don't know, makes you think. Yeah. So I just devoured the latest season of that in between like, yeah, shamanic sessions. <laughs> I was watching murder mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Okay. So tell us, I'm really excited to hear your story from professional athlete to shaman. Mm. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that pivot point, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. I will tune in. I'm going to close my eyes and figure out how to whittle this one down. So a lot of what catalyzed my need for an awakening moment and the divine intervention that happened with me came from my total, total immersion um, with elite athletics from the before I was even three years old. So when I was like two and a half, I was already in my first running road race and already feeling a lot of pressure, already being groomed to be the absolute best. And, you know, from that, I started to feel and think that my worth was only depended upon if I won and I had to win every time and, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling like life must be about this, you know, achievement oriented, winning at all times at all costs kind of uh, journey, which it's Mm -hmm. absolutely not. So, uh, and then with my father being my coach, uh, my entire life, uh, up until I went to run cross country and track for the University of Alabama, but from two and a half through high school graduation, he was my coach. And so, you know, I, again, I would not change a thing about my journey, but there was a lot of abnormal or dysfunctional or different kind of threads that got built then between father daughter when I'm also this prized groomed athlete and coach Mm. you know so a lot of that stuff and some of these like core woundings and challenges as a child um are really then what uh, began to carry over into adulthood and, you know, certain relationship dynamics that were built between my dad and I then kind of morphed and got placed upon my relationship with my ex-fiance. And it was my time with him uh, that precipitated my awakening moment. So um, there's a lot to it. 
But um, yeah, my journey from being so immersed in competition and winning at all costs to oneness and being awakened and being on this evolutionary path was one that really worked through layer by layer and um, increasing and increasing awakening and conscious awareness and more and more willingness on my part to... um, be courageously guided by the unseen realms and walk that pathless land of truth Mm. that eventually led me to my divine intervention awakening moment, which then led me to the true truth inside of me of shamanism. Mm. So it was almost like this pattern that was created with Mm -hmm. the masculine that kind of drove you into a more unhealthy situation Mm. that maybe hit like a rock bottom. And so what was that awakening point for you? So it culminated, the journey I went on with my ex-fiance was one that spanned over 16 years. Uh, There was a patch in between where we were not together, but still in contact. Uh, But, you know, our journey, our karmic journey in relationships spanned 16 years. And for most of that, the vast majority of that, we were together and together as a couple living together and engaged and unengaged and all of that. And so uh, it was through... (sighs) so many years of trying to, you know, get this thing to work, yet uh, through the clinging and clamoring of wanting and yearning and desiring for this relationship to work, the suffrage and anguish and pain only seemed to get more and more intensified and only seemed to grow. Mm. And so I started to create, um, you know, this true cycle of insanity, really, because, you know, we're wanting different results and breaking up and getting back together, getting engaged, getting engaged, unengaged, then him coming back around. And it's like, we both just got so swept and lost. Um, And I was really denying by me focusing on you know, him and his issues and me focusing on wanting this relationship to work and also being entangled by codependency and other things going on, that made it easy for me to divert attention away from myself. Mm. And yeah. So you mentioned that you had um, been reading, you know, mystic books and self-help books since you were a kid. Did that all kind of go out the window when you were in this phase? Was there any spiritual practice going on in these Mm -hmm times? No, there still was. And that was the little Allison shaman, the, the, the little medicine woman in me and my soul truth in me, like trying to hang on to uh, some sort of truth for me. Um, so yeah, even while we were together, I would, you know, I, that, that's when I was a radio host at that time. And one of our guests was this renowned uh, psychic and spiritual teacher, I think out of Canada, actually. And he sent me his psychic development course. And I was, I was still, yeah, learning about feng shui and the healing power of colors. And, and so I was still immersing in these things, uh, because that deeper and greater soul aspect and truth of me was like, we cannot let this go. But 
this more overriding system and in place was still the bigger system in place was still the pain and the egoic shell and the suffering. So it was like this clashing and this battle. Mm -hmm. And then also I would notice uh, my ex-fiance's fear and great disdain for me taking the psychic courses. And when Mm -hmm. you're anyone who's dealt with codependency, you know, that, takes precedence. And so if I'm seeing my fiance not liking me take these psychic courses, well, then the psychic courses are going to take a pause, you know, because you're, you're willing to do anything to make the relationship work. Yeah. I actually just found out about codependency and like the different layers of it. Um, mm. I can't remember her name. There's a comedian, Whitney something, and she actually wrote a book about Whitney it. Cummings? Yes. Whitney Cummings. Interesting. Have you, have you read that book? No, I didn't know yeah, that. She... she wrote a book about her struggle with codependency. Mm. Yeah. And I guess she fully like goes to meetings and everything for it. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to watch it. Mm -hmm. It's something that I am so consciously aware of. And that's why for many years, like I for real became a born again virgin. I was celibate for almost three years and just really um, getting back to just myself so that I can learn who I am again and how to healthily navigate relationships again. And um, I've never been a big like dater, but any time that, um, you know, a a person comes in that I can tell I'm supposed to get to know or date a little bit, I just really have to just, my my total uh, dedication and commitment is like to truth, you know? So I'm like, okay, Allison, eyes wide open, you are wide awake. Like I did the denial illusion thing for too many years, so I don't go there. (laughs) Yeah, not going back. Uh -uh. So it was like a slow transition, a slow awakening. Was there ever like a moment where you just realized, okay, it's time to fully dedicate my life to, you know, shamanism? Like when did that come in? That came in uh, on my, I did have an awakening moment. So, um, you know, it was all leading up to this day where um, we, like I said, had been engaged and unengaged. And I moved on my own with my cat, Jellybean, who's here Aww, next to me. Yeah. Jellybean. Just a jelly. He's actually my little baby mini Black Panther. He's a black oh, yeah. cat. So nice. Yeah, I didn't know my uh, totem was the Black Panther until many years after I got him. So he's Aww. very special. But um, anyway, so he and I moved to Brooklyn on our own. And it was many months after that, that my ex resurfaced again. And long story short, uh, we were about to emerge publicly as a couple yet again. And that's when all of my guys and divine was just like, all right, blowing the whistle, sounding the alarms are like, it, we've got to do a legit divine intervention. So before uh, we were going to leave, I went to go tell him a few more minutes and we can, you know, head out, just going to finish touching up some makeup. And he was asleep. So I didn't want to wake him up on the couch. And as I was walking through the kitchen and back through my bedroom, I became Claire audience for the first time. So I heard a voice speak to me in my right ear and told me to stop and turn around. And when I did, I saw his phone sitting on my bookshelf in my bedroom. And uh, right away, I could feel something happening. And I felt this presence, this energetic force all the way around me. And it like 
walked with me, kind of like walked me over to the phone Mm. and didn't know the code, like automatic spirit writing. My finger popped in four numbers, phone clicked open. I was like, oh dear Lord, like something. Yeah, it was really trippy. So the same voice said, brace yourself. What you're about to see is going to rock your world. And so essentially this moment was the moment divinely designed for my awakening. And so I really, the the symbolism of this phone is really like that favorite Joseph Campbell quote that I have of the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And so this phone was really that cave for me because what it held within it was um, my greatest fear. And my greatest fear may be very different than you or someone else's, but mine was betrayal. And Mm -hmm. so you can chalk that up to whatever past life experiences or whatever led me to having that as my greatest fear this lifetime, it was. And so within entering this phone and walking into this cave that had my greatest fears and terrors and being face to face with them in this phone and seeing graphic proof and so many ways of this like extreme betrayal, this was the moment, it was so intense. And so shattering for me that it blasted my egoic shell, you know, the veil that had been in front of my third eye completely lifted. And so my story really is one of instantaneous awakening. Mm -hmm. And from that moment, um, of course, there's a lot more details. He woke up, he felt the energy shifting and da da da. And the whole thing, I flew to Indiana, where I'm originally from to stay at my grandma's house. And I was with my mom and grandma processing. And over those next three, four days, the universe was showing me my whole life. They were tracking me back like for three days straight, showing me like movie scene after movie scene of my life, but in truth. So they released the illusion and denial I had been living in that whole time and were taking back me back to scenarios and settings. And I was seeing how it really was. And I was like, oh my God. So I was just shell-shocked and being blasted open for at least, you know, three or four days. And from that, the biggest decision I made then where it was my decision. So my awakening kind of took that divine intervention, but then I made the decision to surrender. And so that's a lot of what I teach and share about in my talks is uh, having that surrender moment, that, that surrender statement. And from me surrendering to source and mother earth and to the wisdom within me and saying like, and finally getting really real, like ego had been blasted away at that point. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not who I thought I was. None of this is what I thought it was. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Show me the way. And that was where, you know, my entire life changed because I was willing to not only see and hear the guidance, but to heed the continuous guidance that continues to come in every day since. And so um, it was through me hearing and heeding where they were wanting me to go, whether it was a certain method or a practitioner or place for different soul evolution and activation, that's where it gradually led me to the medicine inside of me and my calling. Mm, oh my gosh, that is like, I have goosebumps everywhere. Mm. So how do we surrender? How do we start to open up to our own guidance? Well, um, in my book, you know, I'm I'm really walking everyone through a very specific and detailed and kind of honoring process um, because doing this, in my opinion, you know, can be and very well might be the biggest decision you ever make in your life. 
Um, so it's, you know, something that you got to really want and be ready for. Uh, so I would really just advise everyone to, to feel into like, are you ready to get aligned with universal flow? Are you ready to get connected to why you're really here and be unattached to outcome? Uh, because who you really are might surprise the heck out of you. Um, and so there's a lot of different components and aspects that go along with being in this surrendered way of living and walking on this pathless land of truth, uh, which is why I do a lot of teachings around it and, and my, you know, writing my book about it because um, it's something where I think it's important that people have support when they enter on to mm -hmm. this path and have a resource to go to because it's a wild ride, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I would just really sit in meditation and ask yourself uh, if you're ready to really shift into truth and to understand um, your purpose and calling for incarnating here. And really it's a readiness to unite with your soul. Uh, mm -hmm. And the more you unite with your soul, like that's when you're in alignment with all that is. So it's uh, at the very base of it, it's a communication to who you speak to, which for me, I speak to God and other words that work are source, consciousness, father, mm -hmm. sky, pachatata, and then I also surrender completely down. We live on planet Earth. And so you cannot be in your full power and, and a full embodied divine being without connecting just as equally uh, with Mother Earth, Pachamama, Gaia. And so I surrender to Father Sky, uh, Mother Earth, and also the divine wisdom and medicine that lives within me. And that's the place I operate from every day. Oh my gosh. So can anyone like, can anyone just be a shaman or is it something that uh, is a past life calling or some kind of spiritual calling or can everyone kind of tune in, surrender and eventually have that kind of guidance and ability to teach and guide others? Uh, we all have the ability to connect with our spiritual gifts and our divine light and power and all the magnificence and glory that lives within each and every one of us. So there are certainly, uh, you know, steps that you can be shown on that surrendered path. And, uh, you know, there might be different modalities and methods and spiritual healers and teachers that really resonate and connect with you that maybe don't speak to and resonate with my soul as much. And so that's why it's such a fascinating, infinite journey just to see where your soul needs to be guided and, and go to for your soul's evolution. So yes, we all have the capacity to connect with the medicine that lives within us, to connect with the calling for why we're here, to connect with our spiritual gifts and abilities. But the way in which uh, the you connecting with those gifts wants to be expressed out in the world or be of service out in the world, that's where it can be on a gigantic spectrum, a whole array. You know, um, I think really, truly from my work, there, there isn't necessarily a word yet that 100% hits 
and expresses uh, my spiritual essence. Right. Um, the closest I can get is shamanic practitioner and mystic. Mm-hmm. That's who I know myself to be at my cellular core. Um, you know, but my goodness, just well, you, you chakras, your chakra girl. So mm-hmm. like, there's something about your past lives and ancient wisdom and medicine that lives within you that you that chakras speak to you mm-hmm. and um, you know you assisting others and understanding what those are and how to get them to communicate with each other and open them up and clear them is is a lot of what your calling is but then you talk to you know Joseph and Joseph likes numerology yeah. and he- he knows he was a sage in a past life. So it's like, um, there's so many different ways in which our spiritual gifts want to be expressed. And so, yeah. That's really beautiful. And I, I find too, even if two people are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. they're not speaking to the same audience in the same way. So it's like, just because, you know, for example, my duty is to talk to people about chakras. That doesn't mean that what I'm doing is going to resonate with everyone. It's going to resonate with the specific, yes, you know, type of people that I'm doing it for, you know, and same with you and same with Joe's numerology. <laughs> yeah. Joe, go Joe. <laughs> Joe yeah. the numerologist. We'll have to meet up with Joe for tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, you hit the nail on the head and it's all yeah. by divine design. You know, we're here during a time of great global planetary awakening and a whole new paradigm shift. And so it's requiring um, those of us that are way showers and bringers of the light and a resurgence, a return of ancient wisdoms, um, being able to be delivered to others, you know, people and communities and societies and mainstream and in other channel ways, like through media, it takes takes a whole lot of us because exactly what you just said, mm-hmm. my makeup and my, uh, the way the medicine works through me might really resonate and hit this group, but it would deflect off this group and this other shaman, it speaks to them more. Yeah. Totally. Speaking of divine glory, you guys, my hair has never been so glorious. I have so many half empty products because I've tried everything and nothing lives up to its promise. But then I found living proof. My hair is really fine and prone to split ends. And I was like, okay, I can't keep cutting my hair every week. I need something to actually fix the split ends. One of my friends told me about living proof split end mender. OMG, you guys, my hair has never been so sleek. It's actually changed the way my hair looks and feels and has totally fixed it. It's so much healthier. What I love about living proof is they have actual scientists from MIT, no big deal, making their creations to solve major hair problems. It's not just crafty marketing. These people actually care and they know what they're doing. They tame frizz, they fix damaged hair, they make your hair fuller, they do all the things without using silicones, parabens, phthalates, or animal testing. Their award-winning dry shampoo, it actually cleanses your hair rather than just masking the smells and oils and grossness and stink. It cleanses it all away, leaving you feeling fresh and clean and ready to take on the day like a queen. What I'm also obsessed with is that all Living Proof products smell heavenly. I'm literally sniffing my hair all day. It makes me in the best mood and my husband's sniffing my hair too. It's pretty cute. Another product I love is the Perfect Hair Day Body Builder. It's the only product on the market where you can actually customize how much volume you want. Sometimes I want full-on bombshell hair and sometimes I just want a little oomph. I'm not surprised at all that they've won eight Best of Beauty Breakthrough Awards because the results are real. You can see the results from across the room. You know how much I love words of affirmation and I'm getting so many compliments. So do what I did. 
switch to Living Proof, you can do it today by visiting livingproof.com slash chakra and use promo code chakra to get a free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. So that's livingproof.com slash chakra, promo code chakra for a free sample of dry shampoo with your purchase. One more time, because you guys need to do this, livingproof.com slash chakra, promo code chakra. Go get it. DM me if you want, have any questions or want to know what products to get obsessed with helping you guys with this because you need, need, need these products. So I love how you do make it modern. How would you describe for someone who didn't quite understand like the new paradigm? Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. <laughs> like the, trying to find a succinct Layman's answer. terms. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> it's essentially uh, what we've really been going through for quite some time. Like what happens with people that are on the shamanic path or evolutionary path, it's a, uh, you know, you have to go through a, a shadow reveal in order for you to really see yourself and connect with yourself and fullness, wholeness, and really activate all the light within you. You absolutely cannot skip shadow work and uh, really letting yourself see the layers and aspects that you may have previously deemed as too scary to look at or unlikely lovable or shameful parts about you. And that's really what has been activating and happening with Gaia, with our entire planet. It's um, a lot of these dark, scary aspects and, and things about, you know, especially in this country, the history, the underbelly, the shadow of the way, um, you know, people have been treated and the history of these lands have been coming up to be faced, to be seen, to be reckoned with, to be talked about and, and, and digested. And it's only when we keep letting the shadow get you know, brought up and brought up and so that we can, and who knows how long it's an, it doesn't get any more deeper honoring of a process than that, but it requires that piece in order for us to shift into an energetic space that is one of understanding of truth, which is oneness, which is we are all absolutely equal and the same, and one of compassion and empathy and unconditional love. So it's essentially a planetary shift from fear and stuff down shadow and terror and pain body to one of a resurgence of truth, which is compassion, oneness, and love. And I think we're feeling that darkness socially, economically, mm -hmm. biologically. So guys, it's all going to balance out soon. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. And it's important. You know, I, I was blessed to be on a panel well and good. Um, a few months ago had myself and Candace Kamai and Lathan Thomas. We really spoke to, you know, radical self-care and, and, and this year. And one of the questions, you know, is just one of the things that I really want to stress to people is, um, yes, I think it's important to take actionable steps. And if there's a cause that you want to be a part of and like walk and be a part of the mission, like it's, it's beautiful. Like those things are, are necessary, but if you are not tending to yourself and going within and like, if you've never done shadow work yourself and mm -hmm. you don't, you haven't even met um, and become consciously aware of your own darker aspects. Um, 
you cannot make as effective of a change just going out with the sign and, and picketing or marching if you haven't even tended to your own vibration. And so I just always remind people that if you want to effect the greatest change for the planet and if you want to be of greatest service to the world, go inside. Mm, yourself that's so true you and like I always say you can't cure hate with more hate yes and so in order to move past and like process the anger the hurt the dark you have to look inward mm-hmm. I love that so are there any like key messages or themes or like words that you live by that are shared in your teachings that we can mm-hmm. apply today mm-hmm. okay let me just feel into that one second see what wants to come up <clears throat> hmm. the first the first word that is a bit unexpected but the first thing that came in was self-honor hmm. um so you know as we do these spiritual practices this evolutionary work and I always say our ability to evolve is infinite. So the, the, the places we can go within ourselves and within the universe are truly infinite. And so you get taken a lot of places when you're open to growing um, and evolving and aligning with your truth and calling here. But kind of at the root and heart and foundation of it all is that it's all leading you back to these vital pieces of self-honor and self-value and self-respect and self-love. Because if you don't understand the magnificence and divinity and sacredness of your existence and yourself, you will never be able to see it within others and on the earth. So you wouldn't be able to see it within the plants. You wouldn't be able to recognize the sacredness and divinity in the animals. Um, if you haven't accessed the self-honor within your own being. So that came in. And then there was another thing. Oh, I already touched upon it, but it's like, (laughs) there's two things I love to share in interviews the most. And one is my favorite quote, which is truth is a pathless land. I just Mm -hmm. like nothing. It makes my soul so happy because Mm -hmm. there's no other quote or statement that I can say that really expresses like what this lifestyle is like as much as that one does. Like truth, Mm -hmm. truth is a pathless land. So I just live every day in like this dark void, this like abyss where I can't, when I reach my arms out, I can't feel the walls. There's nothing below me. There's nothing above me. Like, I don't know where it's all taking me. I'm literally getting guidance in real time by the millisecond as to like the next realization about myself or where my brand is supposed to all of a sudden take a shift and pivot to next. And it's like, I just, in, in aligning with your truth and the truth of universe, you really live in this like total void that's bananas, but like the most miraculous place. And then the last piece is, um, on an ancient soul level, I I connect most to like uh, 
you know, the Eastern cultures, uh, the Bedouin people, Egyptian culture and Persian culture. And um, there's a Sufi, an ancient Sufi mystic song that one of the lines when it gets translated, um, when when they're referencing um, the energies of source, the energies of the universe, um, and how we live, the the line translates uh, when describing these energies and says, "You are secret, yet so evident." Okay, secret but so evident. And again, just like truth is a pathless land, like I, I, there's nothing like that, that can human, in my opinion, he, articulate in a human form better than that. Like what I connect to and how I live these energies, they are, they're secret. We're working with the unseen realms mm-hmm. and it's secret yet when you feel it and when you hear it and when you know it inside of your body and inside of your soul, it's so clear and so evident. Mm. And so, yeah, it takes trust and courage and faith to live your life from these secret yet evident messages, you know, it's just like, well, I hope I heard that right. I'm going this way now. And I think, I think what I take from that too, is that when you reach that level. It's kind of like our duty to every day become more clear on our true purpose and our true work and our true selves. Yes, absolutely. I have on the, my, I haven't gotten a tattoo in years, but back in the day I I was getting them kind of frequently. And on my left shoulder blade, um, this was like back in college. So eons before my awakening, I got a tiny little script on my left shoulder blade. It says duty determines destiny. Oh, okay. I love that. Beautiful. Yeah. Way better than the tattoos I have. <laughs> well, uh, girl, I have one on my back that was supposed to mean strength and it means little animal. So oh. I've got some other doozies. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. Okay. So before we move on, I want to chat a little bit about plant healing. Cause I know <laughs> that different, you know, shaman, there are different like modalities. Yes. So is plant healing like your main modality and what does that kind of look like? Beautiful question. And this is one that I get asked so much. I think especially over and, you know, the U.S., um, this question comes up, I think, a bit more than if we were in Africa or, you know, Sri Lanka or something. Um, Because over here, I think you know, maybe a lot of movies or documentaries or articles that get written up about shamanism, they uh, directly connect it a lot of times to ayahuasca and uh, maybe Peruvian healers and and the Amazon jungle where, you know, shamanism is the oldest sacred practice and tradition on the planet. You know, some people believe it goes back like beyond a hundred thousand years. And so, the birthplace of the word and the birthplace of shamanism is really from Siberia. And so, like you said, there's shamans all over the world, all over the planet. And so each shaman's lineage and sacred uh, lineage traditions then um, express in different ways. I mean, at the heart and core, we're all, you know, uniters of earth and sky. Uh, We're all, you know, these medicine people, but the modalities that we work with can be so different. And my path to shamanism um, is not working with plant medicine in 
the ways of ayahuasca. Uh, I actually, um, you know, I have found that one of my teachings and the things that I am to share is just letting people know I honor ayahuasca to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did finally do it for the first time within this past year. It was this whole divinely synchronated, you know, situation. I didn't even know it was going to be there. And it was really wild how it all came to be. And I knew that I was supposed to meet her and, and get to know her at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here to really share and teach that you can access into the wisdoms within yourself and you can connect to the other realms and your guides and all these places that um, ayahuasca so beautifully connects you to, but you can also connect to these places without it. Mm -hmm. Um, In some situations, you know, I have friends that have healed things through ayahuasca ceremonies that weren't healed in, you know, 15 years of therapy. So absolutely, it's a case by case scenario. There are some people that it's a it's a fast track to healing or conscious awareness um, that otherwise might take them a long time to get to. But it just, it's not a part of my divine design. Will it shift? I don't know. But for many, many years now, it's not the dominant way in which my medicine works, but I do work. I, I absolutely. I mean, as I said, I surrender into great mother earth and the power and medicine that she delivers as much as I do up above. And so I work with plant medicines just in a different way. I work with them in essential oil form, mm-hmm. or, you know, I obviously work with sage and Palo Santo every day. And so there are other plant medicines that return you to your truth and have huge healing properties um, that you can work with that don't fall into that one category of ayahuasca. Mm, And so you also teach oils, you were saying. Tell us how that works. Yeah, there's this whole program um, that I offer. I work with other world wellness leaders. Uh, Some of your listeners might be familiar with Melissa Ambrosini. She's from Mm -hmm. Australia and her, yeah, her husband, Nick Broadhurst, this incredible awake musician. And then my dear soul sister, uh, one of my closest friends, Sahara Rose. Oh, had her on the show too. you did? Okay. Yeah. She's a sissy, a soul sissy of mine. And so we are all um, uniting together and have a program called Path to Freedom, where we teach. Um, there's monthly master classes, and uh, you get enrolled with us and join our Facebook group and get regular emails that teach you about different oils. We have a different oil that's on focus every week and teaches you how to work with it and why you want to work with it. And then every month you can learn from you know leaders that have been working with these oils like Melissa and Tara Bliss for many, many years. Uh, and you can, yeah, yourself become an essential oil master. And so the entire program is complimentary. And yeah, people can email me and, and learn more about it. You can email freedom at alisoncharles.com. And I'm happy to explain how you can register and become a part of it. But uh, yeah, you can really tap into the healing powers of mother earth and the plant medicines and in this way as well. Mm, And they're good for the chakras too, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to sometime learn how you work with them with the chakras. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So let's quickly touch on the PR side because I feel like it's really cool how Mm. you're not just, you know, 
being a woo-woo healer, you're like putting it out there as this like business. business. <laughs> yeah. Um, helping other people as well. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, the download actually came when I was at Sahara's uh, place in LA. I was staying with her. Um, and this has been many months ago at this point, but yeah, she and I were just in her living room talking about business. And I like literally this energetic transmission is download got kerplunked into my head and my eyes got really big. And I looked at her and I said, I feel like I'm supposed to offer a PR branch a media branch of my shamanism. And then she got hit with a, a transmission and it was just wild. You kind of had to be there, but we were just like pinging back and forth with this like thing that was getting downloaded in. So like I said before, truth is a pathless land. I heed this guidance and I'm like, well, this is unexpected. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's actually what I studied in college. I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have, you know, yeah, a lot of studies um, in PR and advertising and telecommunications and film and all of that. Uh, so I started, well, I, I feel like it's important to say this tiny little bit because it's so wild. The next day I flew from LA back to here to New York and I woke up and was like writhing in pain and moaning and rocking. And I could feel this energy system, like wanting to freaking burst and explode out of my body. I was like, what the hell is going on? So I actually voice texted Sahara and I'm like, I don't know, are you feeling anything similar? There's some massive thing that's going on inside of me. And her guides right away told her, she was like, you're having morning sickness. You have to birth the PR thing now. Mm. And as soon as I heard her say that, I knew it resonated. and I knew that it was correct. So I just, you know, <laughs> put it out there like right away, like within less than 48 hours of getting the download, I was like putting it out into the world and the response has just been so incredible. And yeah, it's been wild for me to um, shift from, and I really needed it. I've been, you know, going on almost a year of really transitioning my shamanic medicine and being the way I've being of service to more this style. And I was so needed excited, was so out there and so in the spotlight and all these live events and out there, out there, out there. And this past year of me taking a step back from the spotlight and assisting mm -hmm. and facilitating other conscious practitioners and brands and, and getting them, you know, some more shine. It has been so fulfilling and so powerful. And the way it's really evolved is I started to see it's now got a bigger umbrella that I call shamanic media. Mm. So within that umbrella, um, yes, there are still PR services, but I started seeing people coming in that um, really wanted brand clarity, that really wanted to um, understand next steps that they needed to, you know, develop the, the style of their brand or get it out there more. Or, uh, you know, my history, I was a national daytime television talk show host and a number one rated hip hop radio host for many years and also worked in huge TV production for major networks. So a lot of people were coming in like, how do I get clear on my talk and how do I deliver my talk the best? How do I get stronger on camera? How can I launch my own podcast? And it's like all these other media inquiries were coming in, which is what shifted it from shamanic PR to now shamanic media. So it's been just so delicious uh, to have, yeah, have these services. Oh, maybe you can help me with a reality show. Oh, well, <laughs> we should my goal. talk because we should talk. 
Yeah, I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's move into manic moments and manifesting where we talk oh. about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. I'll go first. So manic moment, guys. I hosted a retreat in Paris with all of my top clients um, who are just like total badasses and I love them. And we've become friends because I've been working with them for a long time. So what do you do with friends? You drink wine until five in the morning, obviously. (laughs) So we rented this, well, I rented this amazing, I guess, villa in Paris. And it was like, you know, the furniture was probably more expensive than my condo. Of course, someone decides to kick over a lamp by accident. So it was, we thought it was fine when we were there. I was like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. It's not broken. It's still working. It's all good. Um, I get an email when I was like driving home. I was like home already from Paris. I went to my mom's wedding. I was um, driving home from out of town and I got an email saying that the lamp was 450 euros to fix Mm. (laughs) and I just had this moment of oh Mm. my god what did we do what is wrong with me Mm. (laughs) and just like freaked out but then literally like within an hour I was like no this is I'm gonna laugh about this like very soon I think it's okay Mm. and I immediately told the girl and she's like oh my god no I'm gonna pay for it and I was like let's not about I was like we'll split it I was Mm -hmm. like it's my responsibility too Mm -hmm. um but now we're just really laughing about it and you know it was a lesson maybe you know put some pillows down if you're gonna drink wine (laughs) until 5 (laughs) a.m you're in a Parisian palace yeah exactly (laughs) The lesson's not don't drink wine until 5 a.m. Uh, it's like be a little more careful around. Be mindful of the air, the ancient heirlooms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then last thing I manifested, my podcast numbers doubled this week, mm. which was so crazy. And it was a number that I, I realized because I like reached my goal number. And then I was like, okay, I realized I hadn't created a new goal number since I reached it. So I was like, okay, I want this to be my number within two months. And then literally the next week, it was my number. I was like, oh, all I had to do was write it down. So (laughs) wrote down a new one, fingers crossed for next week. We'll see what happens. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And thanks to everyone listening. Love you guys. (laughs) Okay. What's the last manic moment that you had? Um, I guess I would say, I mean, the first memory is going back to that sacred Mayan cacao ceremony because, um, like I said, it was, it was about four hours long. So I, there were, there was a lot happening within that time, but at one portion after we had really with reverence and sacredness and intention, uh, ingested the cacao, um, you know, we immersed in their teachings and and there was a lot going on and some sacred songs singing, but then there was a silent time for meditation. And this is when uh, the elder's daughter, who's also a healer, so it was the two of them who led this from Guatemala, she was going around and doing, um, she, her hands are very healing. And so she, and each person was just placing her hands differently and doing whatever needed to be done. And when she got to me, um, 
you know, she, I can't even really hardly describe it. She placed um, at the very top of the bridge of my nose where it goes into the eye sockets and like lifted up. And I was like, ah, and I felt like this opening. And then she went to the corners of my jaw, um, you know, where you can kind of get TMJ when you're stressed. Mm -hmm. And she freaking dug in the most miraculous, incredible way, dug her fingers in. And I let out this like guttural old ancient, I was like, ah, you know, it was like this crazy noise that came out. And after she did that twice, and then she moved on to the next person, um, right away from that opening and that, that healing that happened, um, through her working on me, I very quickly started to get transported. I started weeping and crying and crying. And, um, for the first time I finally sealed and completed this circle that had been left with the gap in it for so long. Um, and that was this thing where I, there, there, which is partly why I read that book, The Courage to Be Disliked. And I've just been having to do so much work around being in my fullest expression. Now, I am in a very full expression and mm-hmm. I am very, you know, out there and big with my work and do this stuff every single day. But I could tell that there was just even more of my light, even more of my power, even more of my fullest expression to go. And, and I let myself see that, like, what is that tiny little rain or thread? Why am I holding myself back? And finally, in this breakdown process with the cacao, I saw that it connects back to other lifetimes when I was in my fullest expression and I was abandoned and left alone because of it. And Mm -hmm. so, so many different lifetimes where um, my gifts and powers um, left me shunned by the community, left me betrayed and abandoned by my own family, left me killed, hung, Mm -hmm. burned Mm -hmm. when I was in my fullest expression and other lifetimes, I was left alone. So they showed me at the root, um, this fear of me being in my greatest power, uh, is that I will be left all by myself. Mm. And so once I finally was able to just see all of this and connect all these dots and complete that circle, oh my God, that was liberating. Mm, I love that. We actually have very similar past life history then. Mm. Too bad we didn't know each other. We could have kept each other company. Oh, I'm sure we did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is magical. So what is the last thing that you manifested? Um, okay. So I think the first thing that came to mind, cause I was like, Oh, great. Uh, I really, uh, you know, in building my team, it's like, I need a director of marketing. There's so many, um, ideas and ways I want my teachings and wisdom and brand to function and go out into the world. And I just need someone to handle the marketing infrastructure and components to deliver all that I want to deliver. So it was like a director of marketing and also really aligning with the proper manager. And both mm-hmm. of those pieces came in within like 48 hours of themselves. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, check, check chat. Great. Team activation. Oh my gosh. I love that. Manifested the team. 
Mm-hmm. So wow. good. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so magical. I could talk to you for hours. I wish likewise. Um, so thank you so, so much. Where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram and that is at I am Allison Charles. And then the website, either AllisonCharles.com or rockstarshaman.com will get you there. Those are the two places that I'm most alive and that you will find all the latest. And also, yeah, if you want to become an essential oil master and be involved in the program with Sahara and Melissa and Nick and I, you can email freedom at allisoncharles.com and I shall get you hooked up. Yay. Thank you so much. This was just like so jam-packed with goodness. I concur. You are such a great interviewer. You're such a great podcast host. And I had a lot of fun today with you. Yay. Okay, guys. Hope you loved this. We're going to link you to everything in the show notes. Have the most shamanistic day. Thank you so much for being a chill chakra girl and tuning in to Chakra Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on chakras and on Amber Lee at thechakragirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at thechakragirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.